Hi, welcome to the Tuesday Afternoon Podcast with Ben and Wren. In a time when we are learning to lean more on each other, we are doing this because we want to explore ways to live out our faith every day, even on a beautifully ordinary Tuesday afternoon. Hello and welcome to the Tuesday Afternoon Podcast with Ben and Wren. I am Wren. And hey there, I'm Ben. We are so glad that you are spending some time with us this week on this beautiful June 1st yes. um, here in Allegheny County. It's the first first day of a brand new month, and a lot of us are starting to get into a, a summer vibe, which is kind of nice. It is, although I, I just feel like I have to tell everyone, <laughs> I um, am just like brushing pollen off of mm. everything, and my allergies um, are are flaring up today. So if I sound like I'm a little stuffed up, it's because I am. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're feeling oh, yeah. okay. We're great. Yeah. yeah. Good. It's part cool. of the part of the summer experience. <laughs> it's part of the summer experience. I've been always been knock on wood pretty pretty blessed in that department. But anyway, I know it's a it's a thing for a lot of people. Um so today on our podcast we're gonna um, start out with kind of talking about what is something that you're enjoying about sort of the beginning of summer and, and what's happening. What yeah. About? I, I would say for us, we have just enjoyed the warm weather, which feels like it just got here. Yes. Just now. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> over the weekend just had several people just drop by and talk. And that, that is my favorite thing about summer is because mm-hmm. we can be outside and it's so warm, yeah. the conversations that just happen in front yards and porches and uh, Ren, you had all the, a, a lot of kids over after the first day, after the last day of school. Mm-hmm. And just those type of gatherings are uh, what summer's all about for me. Yeah, I agree. That's, um, when our kids were growing up, we had this tradition of the last day of school, we always went and got ice cream. And, you know, we hung out outside when we got home. And I just, especially after the last year that we've had, I just felt like it would be fun to have now that I'm sort of past that stage myself to allow other moms to come and just be able to kick back and the kids could all run around and do stuff and make their own fun. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, it was, it was really fun. And we did have popsicles. We didn't have ice cream, but it was fun. Those, those little frozen, colorful sticks of sugar. Oh, the ones that like hurt your throat <laughs> yes. yeah, and cut your lips. Yeah. Those yes. are great. So fun. <laughs> they were really good. Um, so let's see, um, something I'm enjoying about my summer so far is just getting out of the routine of getting up at a certain time every morning and working a certain amount of hours and then coming home. I love having a little more flexibility in my day, having coffee a little bit later in the morning and just a little more peace and quiet, which is really nice. Always a good thing. So I love that too, but I just have to say it's felt like a throwback to the <laughs> pandemic, to true. be honest. Um, oh, it, yeah, there was, a, especially this morning, not having to get up as early, having mm-hmm. extra coffee at the table. I was like, oh, this feels like <laughs> the last 16 months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's true too. Oh, wow. Well, today we are going to kind of talk a little bit about flow. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sunday night at Hope Fellowship, that was the topic that we kind of discussed flow as it pertains to things like slowing down and what our lives look like going forward now that we are, you know, getting further and further away from complete and total isolation. Yeah. Um, and that's 
a good thing. But honestly, I think it's probably very difficult as well. And maybe more so for some than others. I mean, just thinking about if you have been largely on your own and in your home or wherever you are for such a long time, wouldn't it be difficult to say, okay, I'm going to go into a shop or I'm going to go sit down at a restaurant and there are going to be people there that I don't know. How comfortable is that going to feel um, depending on who you are? And I just, I think it's important to recognize that it's not just a, you know, we were in this place and now everything's great again, because I feel like there's, there's gotta be some, some bridge there. It's a, it's a very difficult, like liminal transitional space. I very think. great description. Um, because yeah. we never go backwards mm-hmm. to normal. We are moving forward into something new that yeah. has aspects of the past, but also a whole bunch of new complications wrapped up into mm-hmm. it with yeah. no field manual on how to operate. Exactly. Yeah. And I was um, reading about cortisol recently. Cortisol is our stress hormone. And um, it's kind of like a built-in alarm system in our bodies that works in the brain to control your mood, your motivation, and your fear. And when you have too much stress, too much cortisol, it can lead to more anxiety, headaches, you know, concentration problems, sleep issues, any number of things. And so many of us, I feel like, have had, had consistent heightened cortisol levels yeah. over the last 14, 15 months. And what, is that, what does that mean for us as we start to come down from that and, and re-enter society in different ways? Because, you know, like, you know, when your adrenaline kicks in because you have to react to something that quickly... After, after it's over, it's, it's kind of a shock to the body and it, and it's exhausting because you've, it's like you, you lifted up that car and now you, your body's reacting to, whoa, I did that. And it almost feels like in a way, that's what we're doing right now. We have been lifting that car for so long and now we can put it down and our bodies don't know what to do. Yeah. So, you know, just the different ways that, um, we can, we can move forward. And I kind of wrote down three different things that I was thinking of as far as our stress levels go and, um, the flow that we can find the balance between the things that we need to do. And, um, the first one is, you know, maybe the more ideal of the three, um, which is moving through the day with a flow of activities and interactions that can help you accomplish your goals build relationships, feel useful and helpful, and still set a pace that's in tune with you in your mind, body, and soul that you don't overdo and you still feel like you're you're getting things done. And then we have, you know, what if you're just feeling sedentary? You can't make yourself get up and move forward. You feel like you're guilty that you're not getting anything done and you're not contributing at all which can be sort of debilitating. Mm -hmm. And then the third one is that hamster wheel of life, that go, go, go. You're constantly stressed out to the hilt and you never feel like it's, it's ending. Your list of things to do is never going to stop. And so that can be super um, problematic. 
So you're hoping uh, to find a balance between those three things? Yeah, mm. somewhere. And the first one of kind of setting setting your tone for the day at the beginning of the day and saying, these are the important things that I'd feel like mm. I need to get accomplished today, but not making it a be all end all. I mean, some, sometimes we have to, there are certain things we absolutely sure. have to do. That's sure. life. But I think there are times when we can cut ourselves a break and we don't. And maybe maybe we can start to concentrate more on that and helping each other to do that as we move forward. Yeah. You know, especially with your description of that first one, uh, we've been using this language of flow to talk about the Holy Spirit or God's mm -hmm. Spirit, um, kind of a way to talk about it in practical terms. And I think that's part of this new normal that we're going into mm -hmm. is learning again to listen to the ways God is calling us forward, the things God is doing in our midst around us, which really does require a slower pace and a right. willingness to listen and a willingness to not put ourselves at the center. I feel like that's what happens when I'm on the hamster wheel is yeah. everything that I think is important has to be accomplished immediately. Right. And that just is exhausting and is, is no good for anyone. Right. Yeah, that's so true. Um, so yes, for us to be able to just open our minds and our ears to listen for what God is trying to tell us and show us. Um, you were talking earlier before we started about a book that you're reading where the author talks about wonder. I wonder if you want to kind of talk about sure. that. Sure. Yeah. I've been reading um, a, a book that's a collection of essays by John Green um, called the Anthropocene Review. Mm -hmm. um, all kind of all just little quirky essays about the ways that humans have impacted um, the planet earth. And one of them is a, is a mm -hmm. discussion about our human capacity for wonder. And he tells the story of taking his toddler son to this ridge to overlook this beautiful horizon landscape. I think the sun was either rising or setting and he keeps trying to get his son to notice it. And all his son can notice is the leaf mm -hmm. that is on a tree. And he's initially frustrated because he wants his son to appreciate the wonder of the landscape. But then he realizes how much wonder mm -hmm. is within that leaf. Um, yeah. The colors, the the patterns of the, um, the different veins in the mm -hmm. leaf. And even though it was a common brown oak leaf that you can find anywhere, yeah. <laughs> um, there was our he was talking about how our ability to wonder is directly proportional to the attention that we're willing to give the things that are right in front of us. And, yep. um, I think that kind of helps with the, the balance as well, being able to see the wonder of the people that are in front of us, mm -hmm. um, whether they're the people you want to be in front of you or not, uh, or the, the situations that are placed before us, uh, being willing to give them that attention. And and you have a great quote from a book as well about that. Yeah. Um, so this morning when I was kind of thinking about some things that we might want to talk about, I went to my little bookshelf and just said, I need a book and went right to this book. It's the, um, it's a Deepak Chopra book. Um, but you know, I, I turned, I just opened it up and, and found a quote at the be at the very top of the page that just says, Attention is focused awareness. Mm. And that could be a beautiful, gorgeous, humongous sunset, or that could be a very small brown oak leaf. Yep. It just, it, each is profound in its own way. And that 
Um, that is something that we maybe we feel like we're supposed to look for all those big things when really sometimes the things that God puts in front of us are the smallest things that are also full of intricacies and wonder, like you said, like I have this funny thing, like every time I see a butterfly, I feel like it's been put there just for me and it's fluttering around to get my attention. And you just think about the symmetry and the colors and the the ways that they can camouflage themselves in their environments and how they even get here, you know. Right. It's just, it's amazing and it's very tiny. And then you have the majestic mountains that are all around us, which are also amazing and intricate. So anyway, um, attention is focused awareness, but the, the passage is, let's say that you experience a moment of inner peace that has arrived without expectation. It's just there appearing in the midst of an ordinary day. You might casually notice it or train of thought could begin as follows. I'm at peace. How unusual. I like this. I wonder where it came from. I want to find out because it would be good to be at peace more often. I'm going to follow this experience up because it's too valuable to forget. And, um, you know, that really speaks to the wonder that you were talking about earlier and, and our, our ability to stop yeah, and to listen for God and what he's speaking to us when sometimes we're just too busy to hear him. Yeah. And I, and I'll just say one of the things, this is very simple, but, um, just kind of part of my reflection on this, you know, my daughter is 11 this year, my son is eight. And I just have had the real profound sense that even though I have some really big things going on right now and some mm-hmm. huge projects that are working on and, uh, and any number of things that could consume my attention at all times. Like this is probably like the last summerhood of my daughter's childhood. You know what I mean? You know, like before <laughs> yes, she's, before she becomes a teenager and mm-hmm. it's, it's just a really special time. And, yeah. um, so I'm trying to make a conscious choice to, that's the leaf for me. That's mm-hmm. the, it feels like we have all these days moving forward, but this is a really special moment in time for both of my children. And I want to yep. appreciate that leaf. Yeah. And it's so good that you can recognize that. And yeah, it is so important as we all know, it's just fleeting that time with our kids. And, um, yeah, it's important for us as parents and it's, it's important for them because you can build memories that they will always remember from these, from these times. And yeah, that's awesome. Um, so great discussion today. I'm really, really interested in learning more about how we can help each other move forward in this new normal, if for lack of a better term. Yeah. <laughs> um, what role do you think boundaries have to play in how we can help each other? Because I, I, I just feel like that's where um, it's so easy to see how, you know, a lot of things have been on hold for the last mm-hmm. 15 or 16 months. And it kind of feels like there um, is this, this culture of like, here's all the things that need to be done that weren't done. Uh, right. Almost like a, you know, your parents giving you a chore list that has to be done because you're on vacation and, yes. <laughs> and it can just be really easy to suck each other's time up mm-hmm. in, in tasks. And, um, I think setting boundaries with ourselves and communicating those really helps each, uh, encourage each other to set boundaries. I think you're right. And I'm remi- um, 
Oprah Winfrey was talking about Maya Angelou on a different podcast the other day. And the quote that she said, I always remember that Maya Angelou taught me this, that we teach others how to treat us. Mm, And if we can set boundaries and therefore um, show others that model, that they can also set boundaries for themselves. It's okay to say no. That's right. And what I've also learned recently is when you say, if there's something that you've been asked to do, like join a committee or be a part of a board, and you really don't feel like you have time or you feel like that's not in my wheelhouse or I've been there and done that and I don't want to do it anymore, you don't have to say, I'm so sorry, but here are the list of reasons why I can't do that. That's right. You can simply say no. no. What a revelation. I mean, that in and of itself is quite the boundary to set. And it's hard to do. It is hard to do, but it makes the times you're able to say yes mm-hmm. all the more meaningful. Right. That yeah. is true. Yeah. Yeah. So boundaries, absolutely so important to set for ourselves and and to give others to permission to do that yep. as well. Yeah. It's, it's a new season. It's a complicated mm-hmm. time. Let's give each other the grace of yes. that space and awareness and helping to, to navigate this stuff together. Yeah, I agree. So um, I have a quote and a song this week. Are you, do you want to, do you have a quote and a song? I do. I have both oh, actually great. for once. Right. Yeah. You go ahead. <laughs> so um, there's this, there's a song by Iron and Wine. who's one of my favorite mm-hmm. performers called This Must Be The Place. And I stumbled upon a cover by a band called Sure Sure, which takes like this kind of folky, weepy song and like Mm -hmm. puts it in a major chord progression and just, I don't know, it just turns into this like upbeat peppy song, which I just, (laughs) I absolutely love it. So that's, it's This Must Be The Place by Sure Sure. How do you spell that Sure Sure? Is uh, it like? S-U-R-E. Oh, that one. Okay. Sure Sure. Sure, sure. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. What's your quote for the day? Uh, It's a Thomas Merton quote. Our job is to love others without stopping to inquire whether or not they are worthy. Oh, that's great. Yep. How about you? What do you got for us? So I was um, watching a documentary last night about Audrey Hepburn. Super interesting um, person. And they showed a clip from... Breakfast at Tiffany's, Mm -hmm. which is actually kind of a silly movie, but it's very iconic. I'm more familiar with the 90s song than I am the movie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, (laughs) give it a try sometime. Just the fashions and the, you know, New York City during the early 60s. It's just just a fun movie to watch. But so my song is Moon River. Mm -hmm. And you can listen to the instrumental version, Henry Mancini. It's just very pleasant and... It kind of makes you feel like dancing around in your living room. Um, So, and my quote is an Audrey Hepburn quote, and she says, the best thing to hold on to in life is each other, which I think is great when we're trying to help each other build community and move forward out of a time that none of us have ever been through before. That's right. Yeah. So we are really thrilled that you spent time with us today and we hope that you will join us again next week. That's right. We'll see you then. Go in grace and peace.